podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cop A podcast. It is the Man City reaction show. And of course, it is me, Mick, and Christian with me as well to get stuck into yeah, a 1 1 draw. I think we said on the preview show we'd happily have took a draw. Um, and I guess the way the game went, I think we're, I think we're the happier of the two teams co- coming out of that with, with that point. Um, but yeah, before we get stuck into all the mishaps and goals and whatever else that happened, um, Christian, how are you doing? Yeah, good, but I'm tired still from Saturday because I spent that day in Stockholm watching the game in a pub with friends and I, I went up quite early in the morning and got on the train and started having drinks about, I can't remember, but maybe 12-ish, just after 12, and then obviously straight through and the whole night out, uh, even though it wasn't parting in that sense but kept on drinking and it was a long long day and long night so i'm still a bit tired to be honest but uh, i'm very happy because of the draw uh you know to celebrate the draw isn't maybe the thing that you want to do but in the end of the day that kind of result at that stadium against that team it's not a bad thing is it so i'm very happy yeah i think that's um that's your age catching up with you that lads i think i think you're uh Usually a machine, and I guess you, you still are a machine. But I think as you're getting older, you can't. Uh, age, I can't. Yeah, when you get when you're getting older, you, you, the, drink, the drink catches up with you, lad. Don't worry. Yeah, but I, I'm I think, like I'm older. But uh, yeah, but um, I think it's more the the lack of sleep, to be honest, because you, I got up very early in the morning, and then the whole day, even though you spread out with like the drinking time, and you we we spend some like hours at a friend's place, not you know drinking too heavy, just listening to music and that, and then you just know that you come home quite late and then you go you go to sleep but you still wake up early like it's just something that is automatically in you nowadays you wake up early and then you just feel like oh i haven't slept you know uh enough hours i think that's the most problem because i didn't feel bad or anything or ill you know the day after it's just more like fucking i need to sleep more um but yeah that's probably a mix with age as well i guess but uh yeah bit of, bit of both i think lad uh yeah. <laughs> um and of course, as I go to click on my live score on my iPad, it uh, it decides to go off. But let's talk about like how. <laughs> of course, we know how we're feeling going into the game because we we covered it on the preview show. But in terms of the lineup, then, because um, yeah, because especially the way we obviously we knew it was going to be a half twelve kickoff. All the lads have been in and wherever they've been, South America and stuff. And I think McAllister says after the match that he had like the the, the pre match meeting like. The day before, he was like half asleep because he was like, of course, like everyone's shattered because of the time differences and getting on planes and whatever. But the lineup Liverpool went with, I think, was a strong one. I think Jones coming back in, I can't. I think we talked about it, and it was like I was more t- leaning towards Jones. You were leaning more towards Gravenberg. I think, um, 
but here we go. It's, it's finally come back on now. Here we go. So the, the team we had out there was Allison, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Simikas, like I said, Jones, um, McAllister in the six, and Zobislai, and then Jota, Nunes, and Salah. So I think I think we pretty much predicted that. I think, of course, that the only question marks I think were Jones or Gravenberg. Simicas or Gomez, and then I think it was either Jota or Diaz. I think were there only the three question marks right down that left hand side. I think we they, those were the areas that we were looking at. But yeah, Klopp does go with Simicas, Jones, and and Jota. And what was how was you feeling when you when you saw that lineup? Because I, I was I was pretty happy, especially when I saw like their lineup. Of course, it's very strong, but I did feel like we could cause them some issues um, in, in in the wider areas with the, with the pace and the and the ability that we have in them areas. Yeah, I was happy. And, you know, Simikas, I know the people obviously say that he might be the weakest link in this team. Um, but he, I think he has been doing quite good uh, lately. And obviously, against City, he was really, really good. So, you know, uh, we should praise him a bit there because I think he had a great game. Curtis Jones, when he, you know, came up in the starting eleven, I know that we talked about that you wanted him. We talked about his way of, you know, putting pressure on the ball and actually good with carrying the ball and energy and stuff. I think he didn't have his best game, but he didn't have his worst game. So, you know, it was not one of them where I felt like he was, oh, he's a weak link here in this game. We need to substitute him. I understand why we did, but I think he did an okay job. But, you know, it's hard to come back a little bit rusty as well, maybe, because he has been out injured, hasn't played, and we talked about him being a rhythm player and all that. So, in terms of the whole starting eleven, even with Diogo Jota, uh, playing uh, to the left, I think we talked about that in the in the show as well before that. You know, it could be either way with him or Luis Diaz, and I'm quite happy we went with Jota first. And obviously, he didn't have a perfect game either. But you know, when you looked at the starting eleven ahead of the game, I was like, yeah, this this can you know this team can go and get a result. Um, and I think the only thing was that we saw Joel Matip actually start because we were talking about Konati. Is he fit enough? You know, because yeah, true, he did. And you know the physicality he has and brings into the team, but I think Joel Matip was brilliant. So yeah. when you look at it at the start, it's always you know sometimes you feel like ah oh, maybe we should have Konati in there or maybe we should have gone with Joe Gomez to be, but you know that's your feelings going into it. But then how the games actually turned out to be, I was quite happy with many performances. And then obviously with the changes and substitutes that we did, we got a bit of uh, edge on it anyway because we got quality. So, you know, when we come up against cities or arsenals or whatever, I think, you know, we as good as any team or, you know, I think that was a great starting eleven. Do you think, you know, when you look at maybe a player like McAllister starting in that number six, when you think about the way, what he said in that interview, you know, having troubles to actually stay awake ahead of meetings. Feel that he's actually should play because I think he had a great game as well. So yeah. he did, he did. I think it was one of them. Like they had enough time to get back and stuff, but it's the yeah early starts. Like just no one. Of course, we it, we've only got a problem with them because it seems to keep happening to us. And like I do the, do the stat shows with uh, Mike from Opta, and like he was talking about like the mountain times. It's always Liverpool. I think that if it was more, if it was more spread out, we wouldn't be bothered about that. Like it's bound to happen at some point when you really kick off. But it, it's obviously going to affect you if you haven't got those extra two, three, even five, six hours of the late game. You've got that to load the time to like have a bit more recovery, maybe have a bit more food, a bit, bit more of sleep, etc., and let your body energize a little bit more. But yeah, and like you said, like I forgot about the whole matter chat we were having because I think we were both. I was convinced anyway that Canate would start only because 
it was I think it was obvious that Doku was going to start because Trent was over that side, and I thought Kanate would be better with the pace and power. But yeah, Matip again comes in and again showing that he's um, yeah. I think we were all kind of expecting his time to kind of dwindle out and Kanate just to be the main fella, but. He's proven that he's that he's not going without a fight, and his his contract's up next summer. That brings up another question: whether you, you give him a new deal and stuff. If, but I, I, sorry, I just want to go. Yeah, you just got to go in and say that if he continues to play like this, I know he's getting old, and I know that he's been injury prone, you know, in the past, and he had his problems and stuff. But he's continued to be this kind of player who can play games like this and come in and do a job. But also, obviously, with Kanata hopefully getting even better, and he and Matt will be, you know, forced to be more of a bench player and you know play in other t- types of games. But if he's happy to stay, there's not many other you know options, and he's only like 32. In if he can stay. I wouldn't say fit because we, we know that he can't stay fit fit. <laughs> but if he can stay, you know, and we, we he doesn't play all the games, he has more time to, um, um, you know, what do you call it? Um, oh, losing words, but yeah. Recover? Yeah, recover. Thank you. Um, <laughs> then I think there's not many other, you know, great options in that kind of sense of a, of a centre-back in that way because you, they are not, you know, on this level. You, you can just pick and choose and you already have him. He knows everything. So, I'm very pleased if they want to, you know, extend this contract for another season or two after this. I just wanted yeah. to, you know, say that. <laughs> no, no I, I agree. I think it's it, it it is a good like. I mean, maybe we could do a show on that, um, just like a mini fifteen minutes or something where we talk about that and gives it the gives Canate more time to, I guess, grow into his body a little bit more. Same for Quanser and stuff, and try and eradicate these injuries from Canate's record and and give give Quanser a bit more time to adapt to the being a first teamer because he's still still very new for him isn't it but I, what i enjoyed was like <clears throat> um how good our bench was in comparison to theirs like they had um i think the only player potentially they could have had was Grealish, but he was out because he was he was unwell but like in terms of attacking subs i think it says a lot that they they, they didn't make any subs and we made all five um of course we had like gomez endo canate diaz gakpo elliot gravenberg kelleher and kwanza so there was plenty of quality in there that we can call upon and, and especially in the later stages of the game where you need um a bit of freshness and whatever and that proved to be the point with the with the goal and in the, the interplay with, with between the subs that came on which we'll get on to but let's let's go to unfortunately the Harlan goal and and I think like we've discussed over text and whatever and about like Allison's performance and of course he gets that injury as well at the end of the game just to kind of cap it off and hopefully that's not too much of a long one if it's Hopefully, just a week or two jotters. I imagine is probably longer. But like Allison is, I felt we started the game quite well. I, th- I felt like we were knocking it around nicely. We didn't seem too panicked, but there's just a few occasions where Ali's keeping it for a bit too long. I, I, I always think this is one of the criticisms of him. He's amazing at everything, but is is sometimes is is kicking is usually much better than it is, no doubt. But it's sometimes a bit. He's a bit too slow on it, and sometimes he takes the half a second too long. Where especially when you've got Haaland and Doku running at you at full speed, you haven't got those, those many mi- mil- milliseconds are absolutely key to just getting the ball safe. Like even if you give it back to them, like just get it safe. But I think we we were seeing signs of of that a little bit. I guess like those few lax passes and whatever, and then of course it. Kind of, it doesn't come directly from that, but like we, Allison claims a, I think it's a cross or whatever, and then he sees Salah in the distance, and you're like, oh come on, there's one of them moments where he plays plays a through one and gets an assist for Salah, but he makes a fuck up of the uh, of of the of the kick, and it, it goes to them, and yeah, Ache does well, he plays it into Haaland, and Haaland had already made had a little quick shifty over his 
shoulder. So Van Dijk was on his basically run going to be right on his on his ass straight away, and then yeah, he takes one touch and and buries it. And again, you could probably say I think it's harsh because we've got such high expectations of Alison Becker because he is the best in the world at everything. He is just incredible. I think he'd be disappointed in himself for both the kick and both the save, to be honest. And I know that's easy to say because he made some other key saves, which we'll talk about. The one that where literally precedes the goal. We go down to the end and score. And the Foden one, which I think is kind of been not been highlighted enough on um, social media and whatever. Like That was just an incredible save. When you see the shot from from the back, from the back camera, or like straight on, you realize how far in the corner that's going, and he does so well to do it. But yeah, a bit disappointing, especially like twenty seventh minute. I felt like Liverpool were doing well, like feeling the way into the game a little bit, but maybe showing them a little bit too much respect. I think Trent referenced that after the game, like we were standing off them, standing off them a little bit too much, and I think that kind of that's where the goal comes from in that in that first half an hour where we were maybe doing that a little bit too much. Yeah, and you know the the goal from uh, Alisson when they kick miss kick it, and you know it's just the whole team is on its way up because they think obviously he's going to pinpoint that ball to Salah, and they are moving up, and that doesn't happen. It makes them turn to defend and not being organised, and that's where the goals come from not being organised. I think you know they find they find the spaces, and obviously Ake get the chance to go through as a I don't know some some worldy of dribbles, uh, <laughs> but you know it, but it's just hard to defend when someone comes to you uh, at that kind of I wouldn't say speed but in that situation where you're on your way mentally also that you're going to go forward because Salah's going to kick it towards Salah and you know hopefully I have a counter we need to get up uh, a bit as well to be able to put pressure on them if they get the ball but we're still you know in the right positions and all that kind of stuff um so it comes from that and obviously it's a harsh goal for us and for Alisson as well and then he obviously gives it away to Foden at one point as well where you just think what you're doing. It's just one of them games where you can't have this, you know, to happen and all yeah. that. But but then, like you like, said... That he, chance as well, that, like, the one, imagine he's... Like, I guess I forgot about that one, actually, where he plays it to him and that he could easily score off that. And that's, like, yeah. that just started the process, didn't it, a little bit? Yeah, and it kind of, you know, it lingers... It lingers for you a bit as well. You're thinking like if he's have a moment like that and continues, you get that feeling of nerves getting into the team because you just you just know that oh Alisson is not having his best day, you know, he's kicking and all that kind of stuff. But you know, to defend him, he still, you know, does uh, a couple of great saves. The ones that you referenced uh, with Phil Foden as well. It's a great save, and obviously the save that goes um that is just before we actually go up and score. So he's still having a big influence on the game and he's still, you know, the best in the world. But you know, sometimes that happens, you don't have your best. Uh, game, but it's still that good and do enough to actually, you know, save some balls that could have been easily scored from uh, uh, by them if it was another goalkeeper. To be honest, because it's, it's it is saves that are work class. You should, you know, the ones with Foden, he needs to get down there and actually reach out and get his arms, you know, stretched and then just push it outside from the going in just uh, next to the post. So it's a great one. Um, but yeah, Haaland, you know, when he comes in that kind of space and score that goal. I felt it was unnecessary, but at the same time, I felt that before that goal, we still been in the game, like you mentioned as well. It was not like they, they obviously they obviously started quick because they are at home and they were on us, but I didn't feel nervous in terms of they're going to score soon. Obviously, it was the Allison moments, uh, but I felt that we were in it. So when they scored, I obviously felt obvious if we can hang on and not concede again, we got a chance. But we need to make short step up a bit and. I still felt that we could come away if we just do it right from now. Yeah, I think I was the same. Like it's like what 
like nearly on half an hour they've got the goal you're like right the key now is get to half time that was that was kind of what i was thinking straight away i was like let's get to half time if we can get a goal in that time of course that's even better but um if, as, as long as we don't see the another i think that was the key in that moment just like let's just try and slow it down let's try and get some passes together because we were doing it like when, and when we did it well it really it looked really good and we and we were making chances from it. of course nunez has a few chances where he's I guess it was quite similar to the Harlem one where he's in the box and he takes a couple of touches and maybe he should just take one, two bang or one touch and hit it. And I think he took too many uh, touches and then they, they cleared it away. There's the one where it clipped in he has a good header and then for some weird reason, Jota jumps up for a header and bumps into Walker. Walker gets a free kick, which again is when you're looking at like one of their, they're one of their, um, ruled out goals like for the Akanji on Allison, like and that's getting brought up everywhere. And it's like, well, there was there was softer tackles in that game, which were fouls. So like, and, and goalies are always protected. So yeah, that's the whole thing. It's just funny when people start chatting about different decisions when there's clear other decisions that were softer that were getting given. So, um, but yeah, look, just in terms of like first half stats, then like we only had one shot on target, one off target, two blocked shots, thirty seven percent possession so it was on them we knew we were gonna have less possession but as long as we remained in the game i was quite happy with how that half went of course like those chances like i mentioned nunez and whatever and i wanted nunez to shoot a bit more around the box there was a couple of chances i think mccallister's yeah. on the edge just a few chances where you're like just just have a go like uh, edison is incredible and is the best in the world with at the, with the ball at his feet there's no question about that but i don't think he's the best goalie in terms of Doing what a goalie's meant to do, stop goals. I don't think he's the best at that. So I think you need to be. We need to be making the most of that, really, and have a, having a few more shots. But I think getting to half time was, yeah, I think it was like right. It doesn't matter. One nil down, but it, it wasn't like as long as it wasn't two nil or three nil, because then at least just stay in the game. I think that's what we kept saying. Just stay in the game as long as you can. If it was nil nil, even better. If you get obviously if you're winning, even better. But even if it's one nil, just keep the score down low and we're always capable of of doing something. And that's kind of yeah, how that first half went. And I think that's like like I said before with Trent's interview, we showed them too much respect in that first half and the second half we tried to just kind of make pick out those positions. And I think Trent was doing a little bit more coming inside a little bit more and was trying to pick those passes off as well. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, in going in half-time, 1-0 down, like you said, if we stay in the game, make sure that we don't give them uh, too much space and we, you know, cause them a bit of problems as well on the counter. We're still in it in terms of, you know, getting away with the point. Like if it's like you said, if it's 2-0, 3-0, it's kind of dead. It's going to be almost impossible to, you know, turn that around and get a point or even go and win it. So I think that the feeling of actually being only 1-0 down away at City is... And as long as you actually feel that we're in this game uh, like we did, I, I I get a feeling that they knew that as well. If we can go out and give them a, a second half where, you know, we've been really hard on them and try to just play our game and try as much as we can, there, there can be a moment where we can actually score here. And if we do that, then we can see the game out as we did, obviously. But it's just that feeling is that it's like, I wouldn't say a win, but it's something to grab and take with us. And I get I think that feeling is in the dressing room as well and what Klopp thinks as well. Like, we, we still got a chance here. If we can actually go and score, we could, we could with that goal, turn it around if we get it uh, early. 
and, and actually go and win it because that's self-confidence, that's a little bit of rhythm and all that kind of momentum and all that. But also, as long as you just one nil down and they don't create too many chances, you can always come up with a situation, even if that's early in the second half, or if it's late in the second half, as it turned out to be, and you get that moment and that goal that will take out of like the air out of the, them a bit and make you know make sure that we actually get there. Um, it's it's beneficial for us. So I think that feeling was the same feeling that I had in sec- uh, in, in in the before the second half in before like I was sitting at the pub and just waiting having a chat with friends I just like we still got a good chance I'm not I'm not you know feeling that we're losing this game well, it's drifting away from us I'm actually feeling we're in it and if we get can create that moment even if that's a corner a free kick or actually actually great players it turned out to be so that was the belief and I think you know the whole team had that and that's what I think probably helped us to see it through and do it as well and actually go and get a point yeah, definitely. I think like we might as well. Of course, there's other chances that they have. They have a few d- decent chances, and of course, there's the um, like I mentioned before, the ruled out one, and there's another ruled out one where um, yeah, there's a couple where you yeah, both rightly given in our favour. I'd say, and I think if it was down the other end, you might we might be saying something different, but um, I, th- I feel like they were both in, in the correct decisions um, for for what. <clears throat> for what constitutes a foul these days, of course, like I said, the, the, the goalies have always been protected and they always will be. So that's something that everyone just needs to get on board with. It's not, a, it's annoying. I think, like, I was th- I was thinking of like the one against like um, West Ham, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, where like Ogbonna is literally on Allison's shoulders and the goal doesn't get disallowed. And I, I always think about that one and, and I'm, it always does me head in, like, when if goalies get away with. Or if like uh, opposing uh, defenders or attack attackers get away with stuff on goalies, because that one always sticks out to me. So I'm glad we actually got this one for a change. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, like the subs and stuff. I feel like it, of course, it went in our favour because on the 54th minute we bring on Luis Diaz and we bring on Gravenberg. And I think that was, I think just in the group chat anyway, that was the obvious choices. I thought like Jones, like we've, like you said before, didn't have his best game by any means. He was, to be honest, he was quite poor, like in terms of, he was trying to do the right things, but again, he was just, sometimes he'd take too many touches on the ball or he wasn't, he wasn't as effective as he should be, I think in, in, in that type of game. So he was rightly brought off for Gravenberg and it kind of, yeah, the chance that happens for, for Trent's goal is, yeah, a decent chance for them. Ali makes a, again, is is there stopping stopping shots like he is like uh, uh, most keepers in the world that just just can't get near, um, and yeah we kind of break from there and Gravenberg I I loved and I want to highlight the the movement and the play from Gravenberg and the build up to that because I just thought it was so nice how like he just just saw Rodri and was like yeah all right then mate do you want to try and try try and get the ball <laughs> off me try, try your best and just took a few touches <laughs> glided past him like he weren't there I was waiting for the Rodri foul to be honest but I think he he went past him that nicely and. It, it didn't come, and then he plays the ball out to Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz stands up Walker, and then he plays a little ball in Salah. Lovely little dummy run by Gakpo to free the spacer for Trent, and then Trent just takes a touch and just absolutely hammers it bottom corner. And I loved, I loved the whole goal. And I think, yeah, yeah. I think Klopp mentioned before the game about like when when we score goals, it tends to be when we've had the ball for quite a while. Like it, obviously, it wasn't loads of time we had the ball, but there's quite a few passes in there and, and periods of play where we've gone past players and stuff. But I love that goal and I love the celebration as well. And I, I think because of the timing of the goal as well, like ten minutes to go, I felt like it's had a it's on a bit of a knife point now because we can either we can go and win this. And I think you could see from Guardiola, I think every corner, every every free kick we had around the box, he was on like he was crouched down with his hands on his head, basically going, Oh fucking hell, they're gonna score. Basically that he was very worried. Um yeah. but yeah, the goal was the goal was boss winner. 
Yeah, and it is a great goal, and I, I love the way I, I think you tweet something as well about Gravenberg just floating past Rodri or something like that, and yeah. it it looked like that, but obviously it's good because we can bring on that quality uh, in you know later in in the games with fresh legs, and Rodri obviously been playing the whole game, and they didn't make any substitutes like you mentioned because they didn't have. The same kind of quality, maybe. I think maybe putting in someone with fresh legs, even though who, you know it doesn't matter who it is, really. Obviously, it needs to be quality, but they they are they have quality through the whole squad as well. You just have obviously some injuries now, but you know they have a few that can come in and do the job, and you know have the energy to actually go and you know make sure that they you know don't concede or whatever. But I think that save the way we play out and Gravenberg just actually you know uh, uh, moves the ball very easily and that's what I like with him and we talked about it before that he's like a silker player with he's got he's got the movements he's quite quick for being a tall big guy he's got technique he's good with the ball so he's got very very many attributes that I just love as a football you know for a football player I think you know he got them all he's just kind of now to see where he can become better using them and becoming even more uh, you know, into this team because he's, he's still very new. But I think we, we already see now what qualities he brings in a midfield. And I love that. And like you said as well, the, the ball gets played over to Salah and it's a great run by Gakpo because obviously that makes the defenders go with him because uh, they need to. Otherwise, they will just um, play through him and uh, and he will be free with the goalie one-on-one. Uh, uh, -on -one. So, you know, and then obviously to find that little ball into Trent's running path or whatever you call it and to, for him to because it, it is a tricky one because he gets the ball and he needs to take a little bit of a touch to use you know place it up for himself in front of him and then obviously the the finish is brilliant because it's it's got that you know strength and power behind it and it goes down the corners there's nothing to do but just the whole sequence of play the way that everything just goes perfectly and the great goal is just one of them moments where you just be like that's amazing and then like you said that's where you get the momentum and we have brought on Luis Diaz as well and Gravenberg you know we got the legs and energy there to actually go and win it we we do create a few chances obviously they have a few as well but you know when you think about it it's when we score that late in the in the in the game we we just want to make sure that we see it out because you don't want to do anything. Obviously, you want to try and go win it, but you don't want to be too stupid and, and actually lose the game when you came back in it that late. So I'm very pleased that the way we saw it out and how it ended, and obviously that goal was the perfect end of it, if you like. Yeah, and again, like the Diaz and Gravenberg being involved, but like like we've referenced Gakpo having that little bit of dummy play or whatever, they all came off the bench. Like I think that's it's massive to have. You can bring on Diaz, Gravenberg and Gakpo in the space of... Like twenty minutes to try and yeah. uh, impact the game is massive, and I think that's that's why Liverpool hopefully can sustain this um, period near the top of the table because we've got like that strength and depth, which is yeah, it's boss to see. And I think like after the goal, five minutes after that, Klopp brings on Endo and uh, and Elliot for McAllister and Nunes, and I was a bit I was a little bit surprised by that, um, and I don't know if that's like I don't think Klopp's got it in his a bone in his body that says I'm playing for a draw but that that was when I saw that I was like yeah I guess like Endo can come on and make those silly fouls because he's only been on, he's only going to be on the field for 10 minutes so he can get a yellow card if he needs to and make a make a tackle and he did do one of them them dirty tackles that I love when he does like just bring someone down he did one of them which I really enjoyed <laughs> um, and then you've got Elliot coming on and you can push Salad up top you can have that work right from Elliot on the right hand side um, so I think that was again like having the five subs and having the ability to bring on people like that with fresh legs and ability to just to kind of break up play and harry people, harass people. Um, I think that kind of went in our favour. And I get like I said at start of the show, like I feel like we're. I was surprised Guardiola were more despondent in his like post match interview. I thought he'd be like, 
oh, we should have won, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But he was, he, he seemed quite happy with the draw. I thought, like from from what he was saying, I think he was probably like, like I mentioned, some of the chances we had, the corners and and whatever, he was probably quite worried about them. Um, but yeah, I, I think a, a good point. Like, I think we, I don't know if we mentioned it at the start of the show, but we mentioned it like before we started recording about like we've been there in the past at their place with more complete teams than the one we've got now. I get more like cohesive teams that we've got now because they've been together for a long time and not and not seen a point. Do you know what I mean? So this is like a I thought it was a massive statement from us. So of course if we would have won it, it would have been huge. But to get a point, um, and then with the run of fixtures we've got coming up, I think it just sets us in into like a perfect kind of platform to where we can now go on and build on from from this performance as well. Yeah, and I think I think you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's also ended their run of one games at home. I think you know with is, the draw yeah. that I think they were, they, yeah, they were up for a, for a record or something because I think I've heard something about Sunderland having it from the fucking eighteen hundred something before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember, but you know that's also one thing that you know you go there and make sure that they don't win at home because they are obviously having that quality that. Playing at home will be difficult for any team coming there, and usually they will go and win it maybe with two, three, four nil, depending on obviously the opposition. But then we come there, and you, like you mentioned as well, it's not like a complete team. We still got a very new midfield. We can't, you know, you can't, we can't underestimate how how quick they actually come together and play well. But you know, they will only get better with time, getting to you know know each other even more. And we got the quality with Gravenberg who came on from the bench. Now we talk about Elliot as well. We've got many players in there who can also do a job, but we mentioned that so many times before. And that can't be underestimated. But it's also very nice to see, you know, how it works quickly and that we are up in the top of the league. Uh, at this moment and then we go to Man City away and get a draw 1-1 and you know it's one of them teams that actually put up a great fight against it because you know when when they play without being disrespectful when they play in Fulham something you know or them kind of teams even though we've seen them taking points from them as well obviously but it's just you know everyone knows what I mean if, if they go there you know we, we kind of expect a 2-3-0 lead in half time anyway uh, for Man City and they can just see it out so it's just one of them where you think like yeah we got there uh, with 1-1 uh, and their run of you know one games at home and you know, we just like one point behind them or something like that, and still in the top, still in, you know, consideration of going, you know, fighting for the title and all that. So I'm just very happy because one of them games, with the, you know, which you dread the whole season, you're going to go there, you, you think like we need a result here for it to be something in the end of the season anyway, because they're going to be that good. So yeah, very pleased and just very much looking forward now to playing home again next weekend. Yeah, I think just just to wrap up on the the table, like Arsenal won last minute Havertz goal, so they're <clears throat> they're currently top on thirty points. Man City on twenty nine, we're on twenty eight. Um, Aston Villa on twenty eight as well, just behind us on goal difference, which yeah. again, incredible, incredible job that he went and beat um, Spurs. Um, Man United, I still can't believe they're they're in sixth on twenty four points, only four points off us. I just feel like. The runner games they've got coming up though is carnage. They're going to get absolutely battered, so I can't, I can't wait for that because they've had quite a favourable <laughs> fixture, and I think in terms of playing Everton, of course, like and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, Liverpool have yeah got a decent point away at their place, and like you mentioned, like the fixtures coming up. Of course, we've got Lask on uh, Thursday at home. And we've got Fulham at home on the third of December. We've go to Sheffield United away on the sixth, and then we've got Palace away on the ninth. So again. Going away, of course, is never easy. But when you're coming up against Sheffield United and Palace and whatever, like this Liverpool side, who were again, the the City draw wasn't just like a 
a good point. It was a test of our credentials and it was a test of our character and all, and all those Brendan Rogers words, like great personality and all that. Like all all those key, key things that go into making a good player and whatever. It was a, it was a test of um, it was a test of them, and I think we passed the test. We, of course, we would have won it; would have been even better. But to get the draw, I thought was 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 a was a massive um, going to be a massive confidence boost for us. I thought, um, but yeah, we'll leave it there. And nice one, everyone, for listening. Um, as always, really appreciate you taking the time to listen. We really do appreciate it. Thanks to Christian for jumping on once again. And yeah, we'll um, see you all very soon. Nice one. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. Podcast Network.